We're holding on the top of Daf Lamed Aleph Amed Aleph. On the top, the second line in the Gemara. Rav Ashi Ovid Heilula Libre. Rav Ashi made a wedding for his son. They saw, he saw that the Rabbanan were having a good time. They were very happy. He brought a white glass, a very expensive white glass. And he broke it in front of them. And then they were sad because they were too happy and he was afraid. As Rashi explained before, it was Yosher Midai and he was afraid that it was going to lead to Perak all and that they were going to lead to improper situations. Zuti. The Rabbanan said to Rav Hamnuna Zuti, at the wedding of the son of Mar, the son of Ravenna, Lishri Lan Mar, sing for us a song. So Amalahu, which song did he sing? Vailan de Misanan, Woe to us that we are going to die, woe to us that we are going to die. Which, the same idea as what we were, what we were discussing before is that at a time of a wedding, which there can be a lot of happiness, which can lead to the wrong way. So he reminded them that you have to keep in check the fact that you always have to be serious and not to let your happiness uh, lead you to any bad places. Amri lay. So they said to him, Anan manani basrach. What should we answer after you? When you just said this, that woe to us that we are going to die. Meaning, what's the proper, how, how should we properly refrain from extra simcha? Amlahu hai taira vahai mitzvah demiginalai. This is referring to someone that dies without taira. <coughs> And without any mitzvahs, him, it's worse than death. I saw an explanation. The way to explain this Gemara is, is that he answered, originally the answer was that, Woe to us, this is Marbre Deravina, Woe to us that we are going to die. So they said back, what can we answer after that? That's like the farthest that you can go. So he said, you can answer, you can say even further, that woe to someone that's going to die without Tyra and mitzvahs. That's worse than dying with Tyra and mitzvahs. So that's a step further to say that, um, to remind you to never that your simcha, that your happiness should not uh, get out of hand. A person cannot fill his mouth with, uh, with, a jo- with uh, jokes and, and laughter. Then your mouth will be filled with happiness and joy. And your tongue will sing praises. That's the time when the Gaim will recognize that Hashem is the only one, the only wait, God. Wait, wait, wait. You said you should not fill your mouth with Torah. No, with, with laughter. With laughter. laughter. Yeah. And jokes. Yeah. Because then it will praise God. No, no, no. Because well, this pasuk you're talking about, Az Yimalei Shchik Pinu. Az only then, which is referring to when Mashiach comes, Shchik Pinu. That's when you should fill your mouth with laughter. And jokes. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be jokes of, of funny jokes. It's oh, gonna, be gonna be jokes and and really rejoicing for the fact that Mashiach uh, will be there and the Shchina of Hashem will will be uh, um, understood by everyone. When's that? Imasai. When's that? When's this referring to? Bizman Shem Bagayim Higdal Hashem Lasei Samela. That's the time when the Gaim recognized the greatness of Hashem. So Amru Allah al Rish Lakish. They said on Rish Lakish, It was never, his, his mouth was never filled with any joking matter in this world. When he heard from Rabbi Yechana. Um, second. Ah, for the time he heard this idea, he never, since he heard this, that you shouldn't be too extra happy, he was never. You know, his, he never filled his mouth with any extra laughter. Tan Rabbanu, the Gemara goes on. In Aimdun Lanspaul, a person should not daven lemitayich din, not right after he just judged someone. That means a judge that just judged the case, whatever it was. He should not go ahead and daven straight from there. Lemitayich tvar halacha, and not from a halachic dispute, which requires a lot of deliberation and a lot of, you know, back and forth. And it takes away your 
mind to be able to daven properly. El mitoy halacha psuka, a halacha which is very clear cut. That means if I tell you the halacha is, you know, for this, the halacha is, you know, so and so, which is very clear. There's no dispute on it. There's no one that disputes it. So that's very clear. And now you're able to daven right away, right after that, because your brain is not um, busy with other things. So what is a scenario of a clear cut halacha? That the Jewish women went ahead, and the Torah says that only if they see, um, only if they see for three days during their yemei ziva, that's when they have to sit seven clean days. However, the Jewish women were machmer on themselves; they were stringent on themselves that even if they saw a little bit of blood, the size of a mustard seed, they would wait shivan akiyim seven clean days. Rava Amar, Rava says, Ki of Haishia, what's considered a clear Kalalacha? The Amar of Haishia, like Rava says, Marim Adam al Your person should use like a cunning ways, like you should, like trickery and things like that. Because the Halacha is, is that if you bring your wheat into your house, when it's Rav Pnei Abayas, that's when you're Chayav Meiser. What you can do is, though, you can leave it with the, the chaff, the covering of the actual wheat piece, leave that on. And when you bring that in, you have in mind that it's for your animals. And if it's for your animals, it's not chayv and meiser. And then after that, after you bring it in, you can use it for yourself. So it's uh, it's it's like kind of tricking Hashem that you're trying to get out of the chayv of meiser. But one second, so the Gemara is going to say as follows: Maram adam al tefuas that you can really bring it in for the, their animal to eat. And then midairai said it'll be potter from meiser. another way of a halacha psuka. The Kihadra of Huna, Rabbi Huna says, Dambra of Huna, Amr of Ziro, Hamak is Damba Mehemokachim, someone who lets blood from an animal that's already consecrated that's going to the base of Mikdash. Asr Bahana, you cannot have any benefit from it, Umailan Baya, and if you derive benefit from it, then you are Chayev, you're liable to the Isra of Me'ilah. Rabbanan Avdi Kimasnisan, the Rabbanan did like our Mishnah that they had a lot of fear while they were davening, Rabbi Ashi Avid Kibraiso, that he only davened after he had a halach, only after he had said or dealt with halacha psuka and um meaning so we see that we can i guess we go like both ways really but the rabbanon did like the mishnah and the rabbanon did like the bride so the goes on a person cannot daven shmanesre while he's sad not while he's lazy not while he's joking around and not while he had just finished you know good conversation chatter and not when he's lightheaded but not when he's just you know, discussing uh, things that don't that don't matter in this world. A person should have the happiness of doing the mitzvah, which is that a person right he should do it right after he just finishes a mitzvah. Meaning, right after he finishes the mitzvah, and he's so happy, excited that he fulfilled whichever mitzvah it is. Right then, he should daven. A person should not leave his friend. Not just from idle chatter. Not from joking around. Not from lightheadedness. Not from just um, similar to Sicha, meaning schmoozing, but this is more, you know, on Svarim Betelem, idle chatter. Dvar Halacha, rather, you should, when you leave your friend, you should say a Halacha, and that way, Shekin Metzino B'Nevim Rishayim, like we find the Nevim Rishayim did this, Shesayimu Devreim Devrei Shvach B'Tanchumen, they finished their words with words of Shvach, uh, of praising and Tanchumen, and prayer. V'chein Tana Mari Bar Berei Derefuna, Mari, the son of uh, the grandson of Rav said, Bereder Rabbi Yirmi who is the son of Rabbi Yirmiyamarabu, a person should only leave his friend through, uh, meaning that he should end off the conversation with something to do with halacha, since through doing that, he'll remember him. Meaning that he'll remember the next time he thinks of this halacha, he'll remember that friend, and that will be like the, uh, you know, the connection of the two. 
like Rav Kahana, Barashi, went to Rav Simi Barashi, in the place of Pum Nahara. I'm sorry, that's where he walked him, Ilave, he walked him, meaning he walked him like that while he was leaving. And from Pum Nahara, that place, until Beit Sanisa in Babel. When they reached there, he said that people for sure say that these palm trees above all, they were there already from Adam from now. Meaning that they were standing from when Adam was alive, and they're still standing today, these special palm trees. I, will, uh, I remembered something, from what's this that it's written? In a place, uh, over by Ish, in a place, in a land which no man ever crossed, and no man sat there. Sham. When a, if no person passed that area, how did anyone sit there? Rather, it's coming to teach us call Eretz, any place that Adam Rishon was Geyser, and he, like, uh, I guess, established for a settlement, this Yashva eventually was settled. Any place that Adam was not. Um, like didn't like establish fur settlement. Eventually, it was not ever settled. He walked Ravsimi Barashi from Hagrunya until Beikipi, and he was escorting him out of wherever he was coming from. I guess from Hagrunya. And some say that it was until Beidura. So now the question is, what is this Gemara doing here? What's the lesson that we learn from this Gemara? It's just a quote that Rav Mordechai walked Rav Simi Barashi from Agronio to Beikipi and some say to Beidura. Okay, but what can we take out of there? It doesn't say that he left with a Tavar It doesn't say that he didn't leave with a Tavar So the Me'iri explains that this story is something to teach us that there's no Chiv to do so, to leave with that with, with a Tavar It's a nice thing, but there's no Chiv necessarily to do it. Tanar Abana, the Gemara goes on, Hamaspalo, someone who davens, Tzarach Shiachavin, es liboy l'shamayim. Someone has to go ahead and concentrate and be mechaven, like, uh, uh, meaning understand that you're davening in front of Hashem into the direction of the heavens. Abba Shal Aymer, Abba Shal says, similar davar, a nice sign for this is, tachen, it says in the Pasuk, tachen libam, prepare your hearts, tach and listen with your ear. So that is, that you, what you should do is that you should prepare your hearts in order that you should be able to daven and have a clear mind. Tanya, we learned. The minig, the custom of Rebbe Kiva was when he would daven with the congregation. He would go very, he would daven shorter than what he would normally do without a congregation. Why? Because they were all waiting for him. Just like we do, that we usually wait for a shashiva or a rav or something like that. So the same thing, they would wait for him. So what he would do was not to bother the, the congregation and have them wait for him, he would daven short. However, when he daven on his own, he, people would find him in one corner of the room, and later they would find him They would find him somewhere else. Why? Why, why did they find him on the other side of the room? Because the bowing and the special type of bowings that he would do, was, he, was go, he would go all the way down on the floor, and that would make him go from one side of the room to the other side of the room. Gemara goes on. says, A person should daven in a room, that has windows. Why? Shanemar, the, the uh, what's the exact way? This. The Chavin Psichon Lay. That is referring to, um, the Chavin Psichon Lay is like, uh, he, I guess he prepared his mind to something that was open. So 
this is referring to Daniel when he was um, when the king decided to throw him into the uh, into the pit of, with the lions. So he went ahead and davened Hashem like that. I would think that a person could go ahead and daven the entire day. Daniel was already said from Daniel that it can only be three times that we daven shachras minchamayrev and not the whole day. Maybe it only started from when we came to Golis. Farnemar, it already says, Daihu Eved Min It's just like he had done before. So we see that even before Golis, it was already done like that. There were only three per day, and not that people would dive in the whole day. I would think that any person can just face whichever direction he wants in Davin. Neged Yerushalayim, you have to face Yerushalayim. Maybe I would think that you can dive in Shachras, Mincha, and Mayrev, do it all together in one tefillah. Farmer first, like the David already says that David wrote in Tehillim, Dachsiv, Erev, Uvoiker, Betzarayan. There has to be three separate times for your davening. You can't all do it together. I would think that you can hear your own voice while you daven. Farmer first, like the Chano, it already says, by Chano, Shanamar, Vakailo, Layishma. Her voice was not heard. So we see that you're supposed to daven quietly. Maybe I would think that a person should first daven for his Trachim, his personal needs, and then go ahead and daven the Shemanas, right? Farma first, Ali Shlaima Shlaima already wrote about this. Shanamar, Lishmaya Allah Rina Velatfila. That first you should do Rina, first you should pray you should Hashem should hear your Rina, which is your song, Velatfila, and then your actual prayer. What's that? Rina Zutfila. Rina is referring to the actual prayers. Tfila, when the when the Pasik says Tfila, that's referring to Zubakasha. That's the personal requests that you're asking for Hashem. So that should go after Yudabin, which is what we have in Ali Kainatsar, that we pray for personal um, things, for, for personal needs. In Oimer Dovar Acher MSVATSEV, a person should not say anything or on the, put it on the side of here, Bakasha. Oh, let me take it out. Okay, fine. A person should not say anything between MSVATSEV and his Shmanasre. However, after his Shmanasre, Afilu Keseder Vidoshal Yom Kippur Oimer. Even as long as he wants, he can go and say whatever he wants. And he doesn't have to shorten his prayers. He can say almost like, like, like he can say as long as, as the Vidoshal which we send Yom Kippur. Itmar Nami, Omer Abhiya Barashi, Omer Rav. Chia Barashi says in the name of Rav, even though we say that a person should ask for his needs during the bracha of Shemei Tefillah, when Hashem hears our Tefillah. However, that's only he should pray briefly. If he wants to ask for his needs at the end of Shemei Nasrei, which is in Elikayinah Tzar, then Afilu Keseder Shayim Kippurim Oimer. He can say as long as he wants, even like the Seder, the order of the Yom Kippurim Davening. Amar Rav Amnuna, the Gemara goes on, Kama Hilchasa, which important thing, a halachok, can we learn out from these? I'm sorry, we can learn many important things from the psukim that are said about by Chana, which is as follows. The Chana Himidaberas Aliva. It says that Chana, who's davening for a child, we know. She was praying from her heart. Mikan, what do we what can we learn from there? Mikan Lespaul, someone that's davening, Tsarach Shihavan Liboy. Rock. I'm sorry. She He has to prepare his uh, his heart to pray. So rock, and then the pasuk goes on. Rock noves. Only her lips were moving. Mikan that teaches us to a person that that he should move his lips and not that he should speak out speak it out loudly. The and her voice was not heard. Mikan we learn from here. One's not allowed to raise his voice in filo and he should daven quietly. Then the pasuk goes on. Eli Lishikura, that Eli thought that she was drunk. When Chana went ahead and was davening with just her lips, 
and she wasn't davening loudly. Eli, who was the Kayin Gagal, thought that she was, the, she was drunk. Now, why is that? Why did he, why did he think so? So, the, the simple reason is because she was just moving her lips. She was just moving her lips, and she wasn't davening loudly. However, the Masha asks on that, that it can't be, if that's the halacha, that you should daven quietly, then why would he, Eli think that she was drunk? Just because no one did it, even though it's halacha, it could be no one did it like that. So Eli saw this woman davening, just moving her lips, and he's like, oh, what's this woman doing? She must be drunk. That can't be. If that's the halacha to do so, then Eli would not mistake her for a drunk if that's really what you're supposed to be doing. So Masha gives a terrace. He says, her tefillah was very long. It was a very long tefillah. So he thought... That just like drunk people, when they're drunk, they just talk a lot and they say a lot of things. So too, Chana, who was dominating for very long, he thought maybe she was drunk. Okay, the Gemara goes on. Bikan, how do we? What do we learn from this pasuk that Eli thought that she was drunk? Bikan shikar Someone who was drunk cannot go ahead and daven. The the pasuk goes on. Eli, Eli said, "Ad How do you read this exactly? Um, for how long will you be drunk? Amar Abul Azar, Abul Azar says, Mikan the Roya Bechaveroi, Dovar Sheino Helga, and a person that goes ahead and sees something improper that his friend is doing, Tarakhoi Chicha, you have to tell him, tell him that you shouldn't be doing that. The puzzle goes on, this is all speaking about the story of Chana, Patan Chana, Chana refused, Vatimer, Loya Doini, No, my master, Amar Ula, Vitema Rebiasi, Reb Chandina, Amar Lei, she said to him, she said to Eli, Loya Adoin, you are not a master in this regard. And also, you are not, you don't have a Ruach HaKadosh, you don't have the, the Heavenly Spirit to know what's going on. Since you suspected me that I'm drunk. So again, so he, she was saying to him that you are not a master. You don't know, obviously, lengthy prayers. And also, you don't have a Ruach HaKadosh to know what's going on. That you all of a sudden are suspecting me. So some say, this is what she said to him. Are you not a master in this? Meaning you should know that when I'm davening, just moving my lips, you should know that I'm not a drunk. Rather, I'm actually having an intense prayer. So the Gemara goes on. This is part of it. Meaning, first of all, aren't you a master in this? And also, don't you have Ruach HaKadosh? And that, um, what's it? The Shechina is by you, and you have the Heavenly Spirit that you can know what's going on. That, and still you went ahead and judged me unfavorably. And you didn't judge me favorably. Don't you know that I am a, a woman of hard spirit, meaning I went through a lot. And I've never drunk in any wine, or I don't drink wine. Omar Rebelazar. Rebelazar says, If someone suspects you for something that you don't do, you should tell him that, by the way, that's not true. You think, Chana was saying, you thought that I was drunk. I'm telling you, I was not. You have, to, you have a chiv to tell a person that it's not true. You can't just be, okay, fine, this guy thinks that, you know, I'm, I'm a no good person. No, you have to tell him, by the way, what you suspect me for, it's not true. The Gemara goes on. Don't place your maidservant in front of the daughter of this Belial. That comes to teach us that someone who davens while he's drunk, it's as if he uh, serves an idol. Why? Because it says over here, that's what it says by Hasam, And it says over there in a different post, like this is in, um, in Dvarim, in the Torah. It says, These men are the sons of Blial will come out of you. Over there is referring to Avaydazara, so to be here, that's how we know that a person who's drunk should not daven, and if he does, it's as if he serves an idol. 
The pasuk goes on, "Vayan Eli Eli refused. Vayemer lechi l'shalim. Go in peace. Meaning, I can't help you. Um, mean I can't help you out. And go go from here." A person who suspects something which is not true, that's why Eli told her, go in peace. And he almost gave her a bracha. It's like, it's like a bracha that he gave her. So that's why he had to appease her from the fact that he, um, that he, that he was chayshadar, which is actually the minute. A lot of people do that if someone suspects someone wrongly, then they go ahead and say, you know, they give him a bracha, you should be blessed, or something like that. Not only that, you have to actually give them a bracha, not only to appease them, you have to even give them a bracha. That Eli told her that Hashem, the master of the, 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 the God of the Jewish people, should, that, uh, should give to you that your request should be granted. Okay, the puzzle goes on. She swore, she made a nether, and she said, Hashem Tzavakais, and Hashem, the master of the legions. Amar Abel Lazar, miyayim shabar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Esai from the day Hashem created the world, lehoyo adam shakar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Tzavakais, no one called Hashem the legions, this Tzavakais, ad shabas hachan, until Chana came, v'karasai Tzavakais, and she called Hashem this name of Tzavakais. Amar Chana lefenei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chana said to Hashem, Rebbeinu Shalom, Master of the Universe, mikol Tzavai Tzavakais, shabarasa b'lamecha, of all the legions among legions of the world that you created, kasha b'enecha, is it so hard to you to give me just one child? Hannah was laughing for a child. She said, Hashem, look what you created in this world. Can you just give me one child? Mashal, it's a parable to Lama What's it compared to? Lamelech Basar Badam, you have a king of flesh and blood. Sha'asa Sudullah He makes a big banquet for his all his servants. One man comes to the door, a poor man knocks on the door of Amal Pasach and he stands by the door of Amalahem. He tells the servants there, Tanuli Prusa just give me one little piece, I'm hungry. They don't listen to him. He pushes his way in. It's a Lamelech, he comes up to the king. Master, my king, from this massive banquet that you that you you know that you have over here, can you just at least give me one little piece of bread? So too, Chana, that's the way she was davening to Hashem. The Gemara goes on in Mara If you take note, that's what Chana said. Amar Rebelazar, what does this mean? Amra Chana Fina Kalish Borhu Chana said to Hashem, Rubanish the Master of the Universe, and Ra Mutav, if you see, if like you take note of, of what's going on with me, good, and and you'll give me a son, then very good of him Lav, Tere Lacha. The istater, what what she'll do is if you don't see me, meaning if you don't recognize me and give me a son, elech I'll go the istater kana baili. I'll go ahead and seclude myself in a room in front of my husband. And this is going to be the parsha of saita. What she was trying to do was as follows: the, a saita who's secluded in a room with another man, and her husband warns her, and she does not listen. She is secluded in that room with with this man. She goes ahead afterwards. Her husband brings her to the base of Mikdash. She has to drink the Saito water. If it's true that she did an Avera with this man, then her stomach blows up. And if not, then she goes free. So what she, what she said was, I'm sorry, in and the, and the end, the Pasuk says that she'll be blessed with a child. That's what, the, that's what the, I think the Pasuk says. We'll see in a second. But, so that was her idea. Her idea was that she's going to go ahead and seclude herself. Her husband is going to warn her. She's going to have to go ahead and drink the Saito water because she didn't do any Avera. And she'll drink the water, and then she'll be Zaycha Hasan. So she was almost using this as like leverage to tell Hashem that this is what I can do. So the Gemara goes on. And once I seclude, they'll give me the Meisaita, the water of Saita to drink. And you, Hashem, you don't want to make your Torah look false because you have to listen. You have to 
um, uh, listen to the to, to the your pasuk which you wrote in the Torah. Shenamar, like it says, v'nikiso v'nizra that this woman who was falsely accused will bear a child. Okay, so one second. So now just to pause here for a second. The question is, how did how could Chana have done such a thing? How how could Chana have the chutzpah to go ahead and use this against Hashem? So again, so the Pnei Yeshua, like this, asks three caches on this. First of all, what was the Havamina of Chana? What was Chana thinking to use this against Hashem? Also, Yichud is Aser. So how could she lechatzchila? How could you go ahead and say that I'm going to seclude myself in a room with a man? It's Aser to her to do that. And also, that we know that in the parsha of Saita is very bad because the name of Hashem is erased in water. So Chana would go ahead and cause the name of Hashem to be erased in the water. So how could Chana go ahead and do some, such a thing like this? Didn't so, say she's going to go in front of her husband with another man. No, but, she, but it has to be secluded, though. It has to be that the husband... Meaning in front means that he sees go her going into the room. Myself with another man in front of my husband. What that means is, is that her husband will see her going into a room. And the husband will warn her and say, don't go in there, and he'll go in either way. And she'll go in either way. Oh, and then... No, it's not. Um, oh, there you go. You only need one. Okay. They don't. They don't drink. Fine. Anyways, this is the pnei three caches on this. How could Chana have done um, have done such a thing? So he answers like this: that really she was saying like this. She was bargaining with Hashem and saying that look, I'm a very modest woman. I'm a kosher woman. Now, if I was not though, then I could have done this option. I could have went ahead and secluded with my husband. I I agree. I would never do such a thing. But a Russia or someone that's worse than me possibly could have do that, and she would get a child. So for sure me, which I'm better than that, for sure grant me a child. That was, you know, how she was trying to, to uh, use this to, uh, to get out a child. Now, the Gemara goes on. Still the question is a question. I'm sorry? How is she threatening this? Still is a question. She was saying, right, meaning someone else could do this. Than... So look at me, so please give it to me. Right. Okay, fine. Right. Fine. Yep. Okay, so the Gemara goes on. This is good according to the one that learns. If this only works that the woman will have a child, that's only referring to an akara, a barren woman that, that can't have any children, then Hashem will give her the bracha that she can go ahead and have children. Then Shaper, then it's very good because Chana didn't have any children, so that's why she wanted to do this whole thing. El Lamanda Omar, according to the one that learns, it's referring to when the Pasuk says that the woman who comes clean shall have a child. What does that mean? It means that if she normally gives birth with a lot of pain, she'll give birth with not so much pain. If she usually has uh, female, if she usually has daughters, she'll have boys. If they're black, dark, she'll have fair-skinned child, children. If they're short, she'll have uh, taller children. So now, according to this one, how is Chana using this pasuk to help her gain a child? The Tanya, because we learned, this woman will be clean, meaning she'll come, she'll come out, um, um, uh, what's called again? Um, that she didn't do anything wrong. And Malamed was a teacher of us, that if she's barren, she can't have any children, Nifkadas shall be remembered by Hashem. Divir Bishmal, that's where Bishmal learns. I'm Lir Bakiva, Bakiva says, Im Kain, Yochu Kolakar is Kulan Vistatru, So all the barren women in the world should go ahead and just uh, seclude themselves with the man, and they'll be Zecha, they'll merit to this bracha and have children. And this, that did not sin, should be remembered. I'm sorry, Vizushlai Kokla Nifkadas. This person who did not sin should also be remembered. El Malamid. But she, it, obviously it's not that simple, right? What do you mean? I mean, 
I mean, that's not just like a get a child free card. I mean, obviously. It's well, that's what she's using. It's not she's that simple. It's, she's it's she's not using like the pasuk. That's allowed to be done. Exactly. So that was the question. That's what we just discussed it's before. But that's like what she was bargaining with Hashem. She's gonna like get a punishment for exactly. doing it. This is all. This is all like Rabbi Gat said before. Is it's all in the in the form of tefillah that she was using. She was telling Hashem, "Look, this is what can possibly be done. So please, at least grant me a child." Okay. Yeah, but that's not the way to go get a go around and get a child. No, but she's not doing it. She's asking like. Right. I mean, she wasn't actually going to do it. That's what we oh, just said before oh. with, oh, with the Pnei Shua. Gonna she wasn't going to actually do it. She was using it as a bargaining tool and telling Hashem that, look, other people can possibly do this. So please, at least give to me, which I'm not going to do it. So at least give me a child. Okay. Okay. The Gemara goes on. If a woman has a hard time giving birth, she'll have an easier time. If her children are short, they'll be taller. If they're dark, they'll be uh, fear skin. Echad, uh, um, if she has one child, they let the shnayim, she'll have twins. So, my im terra. Now, so it's one second. So, according to this Manda Amar, it doesn't make sense that Chana would go ahead and use this as a bargaining tool. So, Mara asks, now, my im terra. We had before, I'm sorry, uh, it's, now this is a terra. So, my im terra, before we wanted to use this word of ra terra, that Chana was using it as a bargaining tool from Hashem. And this is what she meant to say. The Gemara is saying that, no, you missed the whole boat, this never happened. Hannah was never trying to do this. Rather, what does it say in Ra'a Terah? That Hashem, please, if you see my plight, then you take note of what's happening to me, then you'll give me a child. It was just Dibra Terah, that was just the way we were using the, the double Lashen, the saying it twice. It was just the way people speak. So that's why the Terah said it like that. But it doesn't, you can't learn anything out from there that Hannah was trying to use this entire approach as a whole uh, bargaining tool. Okay, the Gemara goes on. But Ani Amasecha. Meaning, I am like a poor woman, a poor maidservant. Please don't forget your maidservant. And give to your maidservant a child. Why does it say? It says in the Pasuk three times, my, my maidservant, meaning Hashem's, Hashem's maidservant, which is referring to Chana. So why does it say three times? Um, I'm sorry, Lama. said to Hashem as follows: master of the universe, You you created three inspections of death, Isha in a woman. What does that mean? We'll see in a second. Three ways of connecting to death. What's that? So these three obligations, these three mitzvahs are specific mitzvahs that are for women, which is the mitzvah of Nida, Chala, and Alakas and there. So Klum, she's saying, Klum Avarti al Now, if a woman transgresses on one of these, then she'll, she can she can get uh, it can result in death. So she's saying there's three kinds of inspections of death, meaning these three mitzvahs that you can rule out if a woman's um, if a woman should die or should not die. And she's saying that such severe mitzvahs I never even transgressed. So I should be granted a child because I was never over, I never transgressed on these three mitzvahs. The Gemara goes on. She asked Hashem, please give to your maidservant, meaning Chana, give a zera anashem, a child of man. What does that mean? My zera anashem. Amar Rav, Rav says, Gavra begoivrin, a man among men. And he should be great. Shmuel, Amar Shmuel says, zera shemoshech shnei anashem. A man, a child that will anoint Two men, and who was this child? Who we all know was Shmuel. Who was that eventually going to anoint as king? Shaul the David. He anointed King Shaul and King David. Rabbi Yechonan Amar Rabbi Yechonan says Zera she Shakol Keshnei Anoshem. 
he was equal, Shmuel, the child was going to be equal to two men, Uman, Inon, and who were these two men that, Moshe, that Shmuel was equal to? Moshe and Aaron. How do we know that? Shemar Moshe and Aaron Bechayanov, Moshe and Aaron in their Kahuna, with Shmuel Bechayre Shemai. And Shmuel both calling out his name. For Abanan, I mean, there Abanan says, Zera Anashem, what does that mean? Zera Shemuvla Ben Anashem. A child which will be inconspicuous among other men, meaning he'll, he'll be, he won't stand out in the crowd. Kiyosir of Dimi, Amar Le'aruch Le'gutz, that he should not be, what does that mean? That he should not be tall. He shouldn't be too tall, he shouldn't be too short. Like Katan, he shouldn't be too thin. Like Olam, he shouldn't be too big. Like Tzachar, he shouldn't be, uh, he shouldn't be very white. Like Gichar, he shouldn't be red. Like Chacham, and he shouldn't be so sm- too smart. Like Tippish, and he shouldn't be a fool. So now why, just to point out, why was she asking Hashem not that he shouldn't be a smart man, a Chacham? So I saw shot because he, he didn't want, she didn't want the Ayin Hara to go ahead. Rashi explains this. Yesimidai, um, one second. Right, meaning that if he was too much, if he was too smart, then the Brias, all the people of the world would be talking about him, and it would result in an ayin hara. The Gemara goes on. This is referring to after the birth of Shmuel. The Gemara says, Aniha isha hanatzeves imcha bezeb. That is what she was saying, Hannah was saying that I am the woman that stood and davened to you in this. You see, because she, was, she said she was standing, so obviously a person cannot go ahead. I'm sorry, when she came back to Ailey and she said that I was the woman that was standing in front of you, so that shows that a person cannot sit in front of someone that's davening. The Gemara goes on, Hannah said, I prayed for this specific child. What happened was, why was, we'll see the story in a minute, but Shmuel was going to be killed. And Hanav said, no, please don't kill him. He said to Eli, please don't kill Shmuel because this is the child that I died for. Don't give me another child. Why was that? Why was Shmuel going to be killed? Because he was Meira Halacha. He set over a law in front of his own teacher. It says in the passage this, They slaughtered the, the par, the bull, and brought the child to Eli, to the client. From the fact that they first slaughtered the animal, that's why the, the child, Shmuel, ended up coming to Eli. Ella, I'm sorry, it's a question. I mean, just because they slaughtered the par, that's why the child came to Eli. Ella, rather, Amr Laham Eli, Karu Kayin, Karu Kayin, he called for a Kayin to bring this uh, par, this bull, to be slaughtered. So Chazinu Shmuel. That the I'm sorry, meaning so again, so Eli called the Kayin to go ahead and take this bull and go ahead and slaughter it. So Shmuel saw this, Chazinu Shmuel, he saw the Havi Mahadri Basar Kayin. They're going to look for a Kayin now, the Mishcha, in order to slaughter this animal. So Shmuel said, Why do you have to go find the Kayin to go ahead and slaughter the animal? We know this halacha and Zvachim that a person, a czar, meaning a non Kayin, can go ahead and slaughter the animal. The other halacha, the other things that you have to do after the animal slaughter, that has to be by a Kayin. So I sued the Kamei Eli. They brought him in front of Eli. Amalei. They said to him, "Minola ha." How do you know this? Amalei. Shmuel said, "Miksiv v'shachar hakayin." Does it say that the kayin has to slaughter it? The hikriv, the ikrivu hakayanim. The kayanim have to are the ones that offer it. They don't actually slaughter it. Siv mikabal ve'elach mitzvus kuhuna. For only from the kabbalah, which is the second avodah. Excuse me, the second avodah which you have to do. That's when a kayin has to has to do it. We see from here that uh, a non-Kohen can go ahead and do shechita. Amar lehi said to them, You said very well, meaning it's not true. However, you said a law over in front of your teacher, which is which can result in death. Um, 
Not, uh, that's what you were doing. But everyone, anyone that does this, Chayv Misa, is liable to death. So Asya Chana, Chana came out with and she was crying, Savacha, she was crying, Kamei. I was the ch- I was the woman that daven for this child. I pray for this child. So I'll go ahead and punish him, meaning put him to death. Eli was saying, and I'll daven for another. You should have another child. So Rava, I'm sorry, Rabba Mina. That will be even greater than Shmuel. I'll daven for a child that you should have even greater than Shmuel. However, Shmuel is chayiv misa; he's liable to death, so I have to put him to death. So Armalei, Elanara says, "Balati." Chana said, "No, for this child, for this specific child, Shmuel, that's what I pray for, and that's what I want." The Chana Hima Debaris Aliba Chana was praying from her heart. Amar Balazim Mishum Rabbi Yosi Ben Zimra. Al Iske Liba. She was referring to her heart, the area of her heart. Amar Lefana, she's like this. Rabbi Nishla, master of universe. Kol Masha Brasa Beisha Lebrasa Davar Echad Levatala. You didn't create anything on a woman for no purpose. The eyes are to see, and the ears are to hear. The nose is to smell. The mouth is to speak. Hands to do work. And feet to walk in them. The place where the child nurses from. In order to give the child sustenance. So this place where the child actually feeds from, which you placed on my heart, why, what are they for? Are they not to go ahead and feed a child? So so please give me this child, meaning let me keep this child and I'll feed him. I'll keep him alive. Amr Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says, Mishum Rebbe Yesi ben Zimra. In the name of Rebbe Yesi ben Zimra, call Yeshev betainas b'shabes, kairin lo yigzardino yishal shivim shana. A person that has a tainas, he fasts on Shabbos, he can, he can rip up a decree for 70 years. However, if he does so, he still has to repay, meaning he'll be liable for the fact that he transgressed on his Einik Shabbos. Because Einik Shabbos is through eating, and if the person had a tainus and he didn't eat the entire Shabbos, he will have to pay for that. So how do you fix this up? says, You should sit another fast, have another fast day for that fast day. Um, okay, let's go on. Let's try to get one more Gemara in. Amr Abelazar says like this, as if, so to say that she threw her words up to Hashem. She threw her words up to Hashem without respect, meaning she demanded from Hashem, like Oren was saying before. Rabbi Lazar says, Elio did the same thing. And they turned, and now turn, they turned their hearts uh, like backwards. How do we know that Hashem agreed at the end of the day with Elio? This that caused evil, and Hashem agreed to him. So Chana and Elio both went ahead and threw their prayers up to Hashem. However, Hashem agreed to them at the end of the day.